to Myth Take, a fresh take on ancient myth. Episode did I get that right? 15, yes, Episode you did 15. get that right. I'm we, Allison. I'm Darren. Yeah, we remembered to and introduce ourselves try, this time. That's right, and we forgot that to say that other part too. That's why I, I mentioned that before, fresh yeah. take on ancient myth. That was the catchphrase. That's what I wanted to do. the bad habit of just jumping in. Yeah, I know. Well, you know <laughs> fools rush in where angels fear to tread, right? And we're we're going <laughs> to prove that constantly. We're going to make that the case. So. Episode 15. Yeah, 15 already. Can you believe it? So. What do you think about that? I think that's a lot of talking. Do you? Yeah. Think of how many hours that is. Yeah. 15 hours. They're roughly about an hour each. Yeah. Four, still, okay, 14. 14 hours. That's we have a lot of listening to us. <laughs> yeah, I know. Hopefully we did say a few good things here or there, and we appreciate your feedback on Twitter. Yes. Uh, we've been. Yes. We do we have can, some um, listener mail this episode. Yeah, at the end. Sure, at the end. Yeah, we can we can yeah. uh, mention that, and we always look forward to your questions and comments and yes, we do observations yeah. and so on. And we had a few new likes on Facebook too, so we do have we do have a Facebook page. We don't have a Twitter account for the show, just our own Twitter accounts. But we do use the hashtag MythTake, so you can just find us searching for the hashtag. Yeah, hashtag MythTake. So. And yeah, it's only I, one myth take because I made a mistake. I'm still I'm still looking up what the 15th anniversary is. Oh, what is it? Which the 15th anniversary is the crystal anniversary. Crystal. Oh. I was hoping it'd be like fountain the pens. The gemstone or something. is the exactly send free fountain pens to myth take. Well, courtesy of I don't know how do we do that? I don't you know. know. Like, we'll have to work that in PO box. So. <laughs> uh, the uh, 15th anniversary is crystal. The gemstone is ruby, and the flower is the rose. There you oh. go. So those are, see, you learn something. What does a ruby signify? I don't know. A fancy like red said, rock. Fancy red rock. I don't know. No. What's it signify? No, I, no, I was just does, curious. Do any of the precious stones signify I was anything? Trying, I was trying yeah. desperately to find a segue oh, into a segue. our passage for tonight. Oh. And I was thinking maybe rubies, passion. Well, we did have a flash. Yeah, I know. Oh, yeah, but yeah. I, but I, I don't know if that's the case. No, no, that's not so, the blood, okay. bloodstone. So we have no segue. Not really. No. <laughs> no, we're so good at introductions. We bring our podcast to a screeching halt before we get started. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I wouldn't expect anything other than our, our listeners would be disappointed. Well, we did tweet we, out uh, a clue. A couple of clues. I tweeted one out too. Yes. Um, and I put a clue on our Facebook. Um, but we will tell you, dear listeners, we are, well, our po- podcast title will tell you that we are looking at Heroes at Home. And yes. we're doing a two-parter. Yes. Um, two-parter? I don't know. Maybe we can extend it to more in the future. But anyway, two-parter for, for now. now. it's planned two parts. And it's a bit of a play on words. Yes. And... Our heroes that we are looking at, or hero, I don't know, um, is Heracles and Megara. Yes. So, well, Megara. I was just going to say, but we're not yeah. really looking at Heracles, we're yeah. looking at Megara right. more so. So, we're, we're looking at Heracles, the play by Euripides. Yes. Um, but we're more focused on, and when we say heroes at home, we mean sort of the women at home, right? The wives of the hero. In this case, Megara. Yeah. Right? Often an overlooked character uh, in, in an overlooked area. So Overlook. if you want to follow along, read along, read in advance, yeah. study the footnotes and tell us what we get wrong, Sure. Um, have a look on on Facebook. I put a link to the copy that we are using. Well, that's It has helpful. really good footnotes and really good <clears throat> introductory and expository essay at the back. Yeah. So if um, it's something that interests you, it is a good copy to pick up. Um, but there are certainly free copies out there on the intertubes. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, and your most readers are, pr- I'm guessing, are probably fam- uh, familiar somewhat with Heracles or Hercules. Yeah. And I was thinking we should maybe start by totally. kind of going over the names. Yeah. Heracles and Hercules, what's the difference? Uh, one's Roman, one's Greek. Right. I personally prefer Heracles. Sure. Um, force of habit, perhaps. Yeah. 
partial to Greek literature, Greek mythology, yeah. more so than Roman. Mm-hmm. I know. Um, but we're talking but about the same person. He's big in both worlds. Yeah, big, definitely yeah. in both worlds. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was asking you earlier today about the pronunciation of his wife's name. Megara. Megara. Yeah. Megara. I yeah. think I sometimes say Megara, which yeah. I don't think is as correct. But my theory is none of us were around in ancient yeah. Greece, so come I can on. neither confirm nor <laughs> deny that which I have not witnessed myself. <laughs> I'm going to plead the fifth. But I, I was starting to say something about the idea that, etymologically speaking, that there is, it is related to other words. Like Megara, mm-hmm. when I say Megara, I think of Megara, the actual city-state on the yeah. Solonic Gulf. And I think that she is named after that or whatever. Right? I don't know. Well, who yeah. knows? Again, who knows? But, yes, but I know how same. that is pronounced. And then we have Greek words like megaron, for example. And, and, and I think, yeah. too, that there's a preference to stress the, the end of the words in, in Greek. Just the rising action sort of. All mm-hmm. I know is that after more mm-hmm. than 12 years of study, I yeah. still never get names right. Yeah, well. So I just make it up and yeah. speak confidently, yes. and then other people go... Themistocles? Oh, I can say that one. Okay. Themistocles. Okay. Yes. All right. Anyway. Yes. <laughs> That's because Themis, right? But what if you said Themistocles? Well, students. Or what about people students who say get, get tripped up with names instead of yeah. Aristophanes? Like I wasn't there, and I don't know, and I've heard it both ways. Right? Students, I know, get tripped up with names, and I yeah. always tell them just speak it confidently because we'll get it. Just just be confident in whatever pronunciation you go with, mm-hmm. and then the worst that happens is you get it wrong. Best that happens, you get it right. You get it right. <laughs> so just be confident. That's. Like anything in life. All right, let's move ahead. Confidently wrong. Yes. Um, Little aside, though. It reminds me of my high school music teacher who would say, a wrong note played timidly is a wrong note. Mm -hmm. A wrong note played confidently is interpretation. Ah. So there you go. I played a lot of wrong notes. Good. Anyway. (laughs) Yes, so our passage tonight is from this lovely play by Euripides. And one of the things, of course, as with all the other myths that we're dealing with, by the time they get around to Euripides, these are traditional myths that he's dealing with. And we tend to think of the myth of Heracles in a very particular way. Sure. Um, But there is never just one interpretation of myth, or never just one version of the myth. There are always multiple versions floating around, different variations, depending on where and when you are in history. Yeah. And, of course, when the myths get in the hands of the playwrights and the poets who are our sources today, mm-hmm. they, of course, make changes and they play with things to surprise their audience, yeah. to make political statements, etc., etc. Mm-hmm. So, this particular version of Heracles' story in this episode that Euripides gives us is a bit different from what people might be familiar with. So, don't get your knickers in a knot. No. Um, Learn to expect and appreciate the, the unexpected. unexpected. Yes, hang hang in there with us, mm-hmm. and we'll get through it. So, mm-hmm. where do you, where and how do you want to start this? Do you maybe want to set up the play a little bit, and then? Uh, yeah, okay. Well, it uh, it uh, the setting is of course in Thebes. Mm-hmm. All right, and um, uh, Heracles is absent. Right. Uh, it occurs uh, in the aftermath of a coup d'état in in Thebes between um, the uh, father of Megara uh, and who is now dead <laughs> and Megara, <laughs> uh, the children of Heracles and Heracles's uh, aged father Amphitryon, and Heracles is out of town. Heracles is away. Um, completing the last of his great labors, his journey to the underworld. Now, like I can really say easily, like he's out completing his labors and so on, but we have to place ourselves sort of in first person. Like he's just gone and with no expectation of arrival, right? Yes. So um, Lycus is the usurper of power in Thebes. Yes. Um, so he's kind of... He's, he's the Darth the, Vader he's, character. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's the enemy here. Mm-hmm. And yes, so one of those changes that I just mentioned is that Euripides has Heracles doing his labors 
before he murders his right. family. Family of very Spoiler alert, he murders alert. his family. Yeah, um, traditional myth. <laughs> yeah. Right. There's got to be murder and killing in it yes. somehow if it's a myth. Absolutely. Um, so, already um, from the get-go, we know Euripides is doing something a little bit different Unique, here yeah. from, from other versions that we might be Right, and, and with one, one simple alteration to the traditional tale, right, um, Euripides is able to address specific themes uh, with his um, sort of reinterpretation of, of, the, of the myth of Heracles. Instead of uh, the labors following the murder of the children uh, and his wife, uh, we uh, get um, a reversal of that. We get the, the labors uh, being completed first, right? So... So our play opens um, with Amphitryon, who give, gives us the prologue to the play, gives yep. us the whole setup. This is a great thing about Greek plays. If yeah. you don't have the time to read the whole play, mm -hmm. at least read the prologue. Attention and that students. tells you, yeah, <laughs> attention students. Yeah. Um, that tells you who's there, yeah. what's happening. It's just, it's all laid out for you. Usually, yeah. um, more or less. I mean, there's, of yeah. course, going to be maybe, maybe a few interesting things. Sure. Um, and Amphitryon, of course, is Zeus's mortal father. Zeus has a mortal father and an immortal father, mm -hmm. this immortal father being Zeus. Yep. And so dual father motif. His mother. Quite common in the heroical realm. His mother? Uh, Alcmena. Yes. Yep. She's a, a woman who herself we could do a podcast on. Um, she is... Um, Maybe we will. Yeah. Um, it's possible. Um Again, the primary sources might be a bit of a, 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 a bit of a hunt, but we could. Um, she is um, quite the character. Yeah. Right? yeah. So Lycus has usurped power, and he is going after Heracles' family. Yeah. No. And Lycus is an invented character by Euripides. He doesn't have any mythological correlative. He's just he's just a he's a guy. You need a bad guy, you know. In this case, Euripides makes Lycus. You need a bat. You need a king. You call him Creon, right? That's why there's so many Creons kicking around. In fact, if I'm not mistaken, I think the the king of Thebes that has been killed in here by is Lycus Creon. is Creon. Yeah. yeah. So you've got Creons and Thebes. You've got Creons all over the place, right? Yeah. Um, so there you are. Right? There you have your your background. Um, do you want to say anything about why he's uh, why he wants to kill Heracles' family? Well, I think it's kind of pretty clear you know um and this is one of those things where uh in, in order to complete his task and sort of sweep the city clean of uh, any threats and potential threats in the future he wants to uh, eliminate them he wants to eliminate megara eliminate amphitryon and eliminate the children because creon is megara's father that's right yes yeah okay. and she's the like, I just want princess that to be clear, of, right, yes. Princess so he hasn't just <clears throat> decided that, okay, I'm going to take down Heracles. Right. He wants to wipe out Heracles' family mm -hmm. uh, to wipe out potential threats sure. to his throne. He's trying to consolidate his power. Yeah, consolidate his power, because they're kind of in the power dynamic, right? Yeah. They're connected. And they're also very vulnerable, because um, Amphitryon is an old man, and Heracles is yes. off doing his labors. So they're very vulnerable. Um, yeah, they're very vulnerable, but I would add a but. Yes. That. Yeah. Okay. Well, we don't have to go into okay. that too much. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they take refuge in a temple. Well, at a, a, like at a, a tap at, at, at a, a sanctuary, a statue of Zeus Soter. Yes. Right? They don't really go in it. It's not a building. Oh, it's okay. a sort of they just cling to it. Yeah. Yeah, I guess they are just you know? described as, yeah. as, as clinging to it. Yeah. And again, it's this ancient idea, and we still allude to it in modern context, yeah. the idea of taking sanctuary, sanctuary someplace sacred where somebody's not going to come in and attack you out yeah. of respect for the gods of Absolutely. that place. Yeah, and it's, um, it's not Zeus. really working so well with Lycus. And it is significant that it is Zeus because Zeus is, of course, Heracles', Heracles is divine exactly. father. Exactly, and, and that's and one of the big themes of this yeah, play. Yeah. Right, it's, it's, and it's Zeus Soter, Zeus the Savior, right? And if we also we also read in the play itself that Zeus erected Zeus, Heracles erected that that statue himself by his own hands mm. to mm -hmm. to commemorate his victory over the minions, I believe, right? Or uh, I it might so. have been Thebes Liberation, one of the over Orchomenos, yeah. one of them. But he built that, right? So that's a that's a sort of a testament and edifice not only to Zeus but also to Heracles' achievement. Right? And that's where his family finds themselves clinging to in this 
in this moment of terror. So the play opens in a really dark place. Yeah. Um, a tyrant has seized the throne yep. and is systematically um, emptying the land of his... Opposition. Of his opposition. Well, he pretty much has, except yeah. for the chorus, right? So, yes, and our chorus for this play, too, um, because the chorus... The chorus yeah. um, Old dudes. They're Theban elders. So yeah. again, old old people kind of on the fringes, yeah. not able to do a lot, and yeah. certainly not physically. Yeah, and they're, they're much like Amphitryon too, though, yes. right? Like this, this is a, one of those things, too, that we often see as a, uh, in, in Greek drama and even in mythology, the idea of the sort of um, limitation of old age, right? Mm -hmm. Like they still have their faculties to them, their wits and aspirations, but they're just not physically able to do what they once did. So, again, it it it, um, it praises youth by looking at this opposite. Yeah. Right? The, the ability to be so we're gonna. Bigger. Oh. Okay. Bigger. So there's lots of really good passages in this play to talk about. Yeah. Um, and we could spend many episodes on this. Play. But we got to get to heroes. But at home. we are going to get to heroes at home, and we are going to look at Megara. Megara. So we are going to have a look at her speech that starts at line two seventy five. The first wife of. Heracles. Yes, the first this, wife. This play is staged in 415 BC, right? Mm -hmm. It's quite, quite late, right? Um, Euripides only received four wins in his entire career. Um, well, one was posthumous, so three, but he wrote over 90 plays. Those are all gone. So cherish the one that you've got and cherish these few lines that you're about to hear because <laughs> there's so much more that no living human being will ever hear again. Maybe it's buried in the sands of Egypt. Uh, all we'll yes, some mummy might cough one up one day. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. All right. <clears throat> Old men, thank you. On account of friends, friends ought to show just anger. But in your anger at the ruler on our account, may you suffer no ill. Here, Amphitryon, my opinion, if I seem to you to be saying anything. I love my children. How could I not love those I bore and for whom I toiled? And death I consider terrible, but I think whatever mortal strives against necessity is stupid. But we, since we must die, ought to die not wasted by fire, giving laughter to our enemies, which to my mind is a greater ill than death. We owe many fine things to our house. You got an illustrious reputation for combat, so that it's intolerable for you to die through cowardice, while my husband needs no witnesses for his glory, and he would be unwilling to save these children at the price of their getting a bad reputation. For the noble are distressed at their children's disgraces, and I must not thrust away the example of my husband. Look at how I consider your hope. Do you think that your child will come back from beneath the earth? And who of the dead has come back from Hades? But maybe we might soften this man with words. Impossible. One should flee the stupid enemy and yield to those who are wise and well-bred, since more easily, submitting to their sense of shame, you would come to a friendly agreement. Already it's occurred to me that we might obtain exile for these children, but this would be miserable, investing them with rescue at the cost of wretched poverty. Since for friends in exile, they say, hosts have a kindly look for only one day. Endure death with us, which waits you in any case. We call upon your nobility, old man. Whoever struggles against the fortunes of the gods is eager, but his eagerness is senseless, for no one will ever make what must happen not happen. All right. There it is. Kind of depressing. Megara. Yeah. She's given up. Seems like it. Right? But there's a nobility to it. Wouldn't you say? Yeah, and there's definitely um, a different focus or emphasis, different values yes. than we would expect expect for today. We, I mean, we'd really expect something to be about resistance. You know, it's better to be alive and to be yes. in exile and coward, you know, yeah. quote unquote cowardly. But this is really tied up in reputation. Yeah. And that really points to the shame culture sure. of the time where it's what people say about you. And the acquisition of glory or kleos mm -hmm. that is so important. Well, and she does mention glory in there. Yeah, and she she doesn't want to behave in a way that will bring any shame uh, to Heracles or sure. to or to the family. So Lycus has has ordered his men to cut down trees and to build up um, 
to to build up wood on the altar and he wants to burn the family alive which is which which is horrible mm-hmm. and it's also horribly impious burn him out so what to do i don't know well <laughs> it seems extremely fatalistic but there's a certain nobility to it that the choices that we make even as we sort of face our own deaths are those that um are um still important choices They're, they they require uh, deliberation and consideration and Megara seems quite cognizant of that. I, I do think that she sees that their struggle or their resistance in this moment is futile, right? Uh, so when she talks about Amphitryon's role and, and, and sort of um, mimics, in a way, Amphitryon's hope in the previous lines and even his subsequent response, where he keeps saying, you know, hold up, hold up, right? Whereas, you know, even sort of, he mentioned something about, you know, the winds of fortune do eventually of ill fortune can change, right? Um, so there you get this idea of, of hope, possibly, right? Yeah, but he's hanging, not, he's hanging on to any thread or yeah. any scrap of hope yeah. that Her- Heracles is, is somehow going to yeah. come back and rescue them right. or, you know, they, like this will change his mind. And, he's, he, he and just, in, just in the preceding pages, he's yeah. given several pages worth of a very strong defense of his son, Her- his mortal son, Heracles. Yeah. Um, because why? Why did he feel that necessary? Because Lycus was attacking Heracles is, with the assumption that he's dead. Because he's yes. off on his right, and his character yeah. his character into death, right? And and so even even the dead are worthy of being of having their reputation besmirched by the living, and that we have a responsibility as the living to defend the honor and reputation mm-hmm. even of the dead. So Heracles, I mean Amphitryon, as the mortal father, is doing this. For, for his son, right? And th- it always sort of raises that idea. And, and Lycus comes right out and says it, and, you know, you can paraphrase him. He says, you know, foolish old man, he's dead. What do you give up hope? This is, what are you doing, right? Like, this only delays the inevitable thing that will come. That thing that, that, that Megara wants to embrace, that death that Megara wants to embrace, that destiny that Megara wants to embrace with dignity, is something that Lycus, it, it's, it's very real, it's very tangible. Right, and Amphitryon is drawing it out, drawing it out. I don't know if he, if he, if it's his age that's speaking to him. The po- the playwright doesn't tell us, right, that if Heracles is going to show up. But and Megara, this is part of it. Megara is acting very heroically, uh-huh. and it's not an obvious heroics. In no, that she's not, not <clears throat> flashing a sword, right? And that's why our heroes at home isn't so much Heracles, right. But it's Megara here. Mm-hmm. She is making a decision mm-hmm. about her attitude towards what is going to happen. Yes, she realizes that there is nothing she can do to escape what is going to happen, and we see this in other myths as well. Yeah. Um, and I'm forgetting which one it is, but it's on the tip of my tongue. Um, Medea, for example. Uh, no, the. Um, <laughs> That oh, definitely is one. No, um, that one with Achilles and Agamemnon um, and Polyxena and sacrifice of Iphigenia. Yeah, and uh, yes, yes. <laughs> I'd get there eventually. Okay. It's not, not Polyxena; it's Iphigenia. Oh well, I'd get there eventually. But yes, we see a similar thing in that play with, with yes. Iphigenia, where the female. Um, character realizes that complex. she has no yeah. power in this situation. She yes. is going to die one yes. way or the other. And Megara's choice here, the little choice that she ha- does have, uh-huh. is in her attitude and how she's going to approach death. And yes. she wants to approach death with a heroic attitude. Amen. And that's... that's Okay, now, now you can all stop listening and go home. Um, <laughs> well, I like, I like the way that you use the phrase, it's the little choice. Because often when we... Um, I think that this is part of the... There are some problems with the traditional sort of Western male hero monomyth. Um, we prefer and place that... We champion that cause in deference to all others. So this, this character, this, this woman, this wife and mother is being heroic on her own terms and by a very different sort of paradigm than mm-hmm. we would expect. You mentioned the sword. Well, there isn't one, right? But that she, doesn't she disqualify her heroics. Right? Yeah, she can't so, physically take on like That's this. why, for me, it's, it's, it's extremely informative. And when you use this phrase, it's the little actions. The, the little choice. The little choices. 
That's exactly like Plutarch's Metabuli, which are the little changes, life decisions that these great men, he can't help that, make that affect their lives, right? They are heroes, yes, in that grandiose thing that we talked about, but it's the small little changes that are probably more informative than mm -hmm. the big picture things, mm -hmm. right? The, cho the choice to meet fate, the, I mean, your fate with dignity uh, uh, is one of the things I believe that Megara is really championing here as a hero. I'll yeah. just say hero for man or women. I don't like using yeah. heroines. So no, I don't. I don't either. Um, I just so you like can to... just. I just say hero. Yeah, and it's and it's not that she is welcoming death. She says death I consider terrible, mm -hmm. but I think whatever mortal strives against necessity is it's stupid. Foolish. Yeah. Um, so there's there's this recognition, and mm -hmm. uh, you see it throughout the the play. This tension between the mortal and there's always a tension between the mortal and the divine. Yeah. Um, Zeus is not coming to save them. Yeah. Um, Her yet. Yeah. Um, Heracles is not coming to to save them. Yet. Yet. Mm -hmm. um, so, and, and and as far as they know, he's not coming. Mm -hmm. He has gone to the underworld. Yeah. And what did we learn happens when you go to the underworld? You don't come back. You don't come back. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, he's been gone so long mm -hmm. that there's there's little hope that he's going to come back. And sure. certainly pretty much everyone has given up hope uh, about him coming back. I, you, you can debate, I think, Amphitryon and Megara, but yeah. certainly everybody else in the play has given up hope that Heracles is coming back. Yeah, and, and this might be informative for Amphitryon too in the sense that considering the motivation for his labors and this, in this retelling of the myth, Amphitryon, if anyone, would be the only one knowing what he knows of the quality, character, and ability of his son uh, that he would maintain hope. Mm -hmm. Right, because he has, he knows what Heracles is. He knows yeah. what he's capable of doing, and um, he's doing it for him. Mm -hmm. Right, so I've got everything invested in it. Right, and he's left me here. And when I say me, I mean Amphitryon. Amphitryon has left me. I mean Heracles has left me here with his wife, right, uh, with my daughter-in-law and my grandchildren to defend them. Right, uh, and beyond that, right, is the idea of Philoi. I was just going to say. So yeah. it's not like Heracles has left the front door wide open and, and just uh, foolheartedly rushed out. No. You know what I mean? Like you get this, it might, it's a, it's a, it's a, um, a misnomer to present the condition as somehow it's Heracles' fault. You know, he's not, he's not there. Like Heracles is negligent for abandoning his family. That's not the case at all. He's not negligent. He just, the way he sees it, he's doing a task for his father out of filial piety, right? Mm -hmm. But his understanding of philia informs his decision to leave. And that this, decision might have been an error, but it's still the right decision. And this theme of philia, or friendship, uh, um, is th runs throughout the play about who is a friend, who isn't a friend, yeah. and what exactly that means. Mm -hmm. Megara and Amphitryon are discovering that they are without friends. There is nobody stepping up to the plate for yeah. them. And we see um, different examinations of this relationship with, uh, with, for example, Zeus, what um, Zeus's responsibilities towards Heracles' yeah. family, Zeus's <clears throat> absence. I mean, that would be a really great philia to have at this point in time. Yeah. Um, but the 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 philia between a father and a son mm -hmm. is pretty much the strongest. Define it. Um, philoi. Yeah. It's a it's a connection. I think we translate it friendship, but it's it's a very deep. Nearest and dearest. Yeah, ne nearest and dearest. It's um, uh, a bosom, uh, a soul, soulmate, but not in a uh, romantic. Sense? Does yeah. that make sense? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Not like, yeah. yeah. But yeah. It, but it's a very strong connection, yeah. and there's duties, there's responsibilities yeah. that the Philoi that Philoi have to each other yes. to look out for them. Right. So um, Heracles has left his Philoi, his father-in-law, yeah. to take care of his family, as mm -hmm. you just pointed out. Yeah. Um, but their Philoi 
any they don't have any Feloi coming to their rescue. Well, they They're, should have everybody. They should have they yeah. should have everybody That's because part of problem. Because Heracles has done mm-hmm. at this point mm-hmm. eleven out of twelve labors. Sure. He has done things for so many other people. Yeah that have helped so many other people that all of Thebes should be flocking to defend his family. Well, they yeah. owe him. The entire Greek world should be turned Yeah. yeah. So but I just want to take just a, like in, half a second yeah. to, to talk a little bit about his labors, even though it's not okay. exactly exactly part of the passage. Whoa. But that's why I'm tying it in. Okay. It's just, um, so the chorus gives us, shortly, shortly after McGarris' speech, the, the chorus gives us, um, a funeral lamentation. Yeah, a long um, one. A long funeral lamentation because they believe Her- Heracles it's is dead. Threnos. And they go through his different labors. Mm-hmm. And when you read it, you're probably think those aren't right. Uh, because those aren't the labors <laughs> I, I read about in my introduction to mythology textbook. But what do we know about myth? There's a lot of different versions. It. It's like nailing Jello to a wall sure. to try to pin down like the. Def- there's no one herding, definitive herding cats. version. I love that. I love the herding. Cats, yeah. You know. So um, I'm hurting one right now. Heracles has shown himself to be a panhellenic hero th- and a civilizing force. So yeah. he killed the Nemean lion. That that always has to be the first hey. the, the first one because that's how he gets his his lion cloak. Right. Totally. If you're a um, shepherd in Nemea. Heracles is your best buddy now. Um, he killed a tribe or, um, yeah, a mount, mountain-dwelling centaurs. Yep. Um, and he Those killed... Guys, they uh, always cause trouble. He killed the golden hind. In some yep. versions, I think he doesn't kill it, does he? He, he just takes captures it. it and he shows just captures it, it. Yeah. yeah. Um, here, anyway, he's 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 killed it. Um, so he's gone through Greece. He's done these things in different places in Greece, where he's taken uncivilized and barbaric creatures or yeah. strange things and made the world safe from them. Um, oh, and also Diomedes mares, yeah. um, the the horses that eat people. Mm-hmm. Um, then he also um, he kills. Oh man, I don't know how to pronounce this one. Cycness, Cycness. Um, which we don't really know very much about. Um, he's a son of the war god Ares, who in, who beheaded strangers on their way to Apollo's shrine at Delphi. I don't know anything about this guy, but anyway, Heracles kills him as part of his labors. <laughs> as that. Euripides like, tells us this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That sounds like a conflation of one of the Theseian, uh, one of the Theseian labors. Uh, one of these, one of well, these brigands that that accost travelers. It's well, a civilizer, but, you know, the hero goes from one town to another. But that ties into the theme yeah, of Philia, totally. right? Because um, Caecnus is killing, murdering strangers who are on their way to Delphi. And so Euripides has chosen this deed because it highlights this theme of Philia and, and justice, okay. apparently. I okay. don't know. I wrote that down, so okay. I'm guessing that oh, all right, I sure. have, at one point, that's <laughs> made sense to me. Sure. Um, and then... Uh, Heracles has also gone to the far west and western edge of the world and gotten the golden apples. Good old golden apples. Do I get to mention my theory again about them being oranges? I think I've I've mentioned that every time they come up. They're oranges. Then he does something about the sea, making calm waters um, for mortal oarsmen. No... Even the, the the editors on this edition Taming are the like waters of the, earth. the seventh labor in this song is rather unspecifically expressed. Yep. We don't really know what this is referring to, unfortunately. Sure. The long we've, we've lost this. Um, then he goes um, and oh, he, as part of that, he holds up the he holds up the sky temporarily. He goes in the opposite direction to the east, where he um, meets. Um, he gets the girdle of Hipp- Hippolyta. Hippolyta, the a, Amazon. That's a, that's a romantic hero yes. trait. Yeah. Yeah. Wonder Woman. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then he kills the Hydra. Uh-huh. He kills the herdsman. Garion. Yep. The uh, the cattle of Garion. Then he goes down to Hades, where he's oh. supposed to bring back Cerberus. So terms, that's where he is. Terms, terms, so, terms. Catabasis, so, catabasis, catabasis, catabasis. Okay, yeah. So my whole point of going through that, not just know. to go through it, but part, <laughs> my, my whole point was to emphasize 
the Greek world owes Heracles a huge debt. He's got the whole world in his hands. He does. Everybody owes yeah. him because he's, he's gone through the Greek world. He's his civilized and he's, he's gotten rid of all kinds of terrible, scary threats. And now that his family needs him, where are these people? He's isolated and alone. Mm-hmm. Right? And, you know, and the, the chorus, you know, the old dudes that make up the chorus, often Euripides uses marginalized characters. And these guys are no exception to that rule. They can't do they, anything. They can't do anything. Although they are extremely upset about the current situation and their, uh, and their in, uh, inability to, to respond with, with, with strength and vigor... Uh, they they they're toothless and and ineffectual. Um, they uh, they can't help. They should be, but they can't. All of the all of Thebes should be turning out to help him because Thebes, in essence, owes its liberty to yes to him yes right. Um, there wouldn't be a Creon to usurp if it wasn't for Heracles right. Yeah. Uh, there wouldn't be a Thebes right prior to the beginning of this prologue uh, if it wasn't for Heracles. So, not only should he have oodles of friends, right? The Thebans, the Greeks, all humanity, right, should be showing up in some form or another to rescue this great benefactor, right? This Philoi, right, in his time. So, when your friends let you down in life, don't be a fair weather friend. Don't be a fair weather friend, but when Philoi. Be a Philoi, but yeah. when you have, when you discover you have a fair-weathered friend, know that you're in good company because even Heracles had fair-weathered friends. Yeah, so. How's that? <laughs> right. But the, that is the one of the thematic elements of this play. The other thematic element that comes out in here, not as, I, I, I would say that Philoi is the element. Sure. Um, but the other one that comes out is one that we've already touched on, but just to bring it out a little bit more, is the idea of chaos. Oh, okay, I was going to say divine justice. Oh, divine justice is, is okay. another one. Um, so chaos is about glory and reputation, and we've talked a lot about it in terms of Homeric heroes, I think. Sure. Um, and again, it's the shame culture. It's what people say about you. You aren't, it's not that you're an, an, an inherently good person, it's what your reputation right and is. the tradition of myth sets out for the most part and i'm going to qualify it with that for now that women are cut off or isolated from having complete knowledge of timai philoi and kleos that they don't understand it because they're generated primarily from battlefield heroics and uh, um sort of male order Right? So your nearest and dearest Philoi are your comrades in arms, your male friends, your fellow citizen soldiers, your heroic Homeric buddies that you fight with, that you share life and death with, right? Yeah. So that concept is not thought to is not very easily equated with feminine figures. But we are in the world of Euripides, which gives us Medea, which gives us Megara, which gives us powerful female figures that tap into that tap the into this, Yes. Right? So this is why I wanted her on my heroes at home idea because she is not like every other girl that we've read about in myth and she accesses kleos sure she knows it she and she talks about Mm -hmm. kleos Mm -hmm. and she reminds Amphitryon of his own kleos now generally the woman's kleos is reflected or and often the family's kleos is is the reflective reflected glory of whoever of of the father or the head oh, of the household some some yeah. the male family yeah. member so and this might be the case so here, so know? when you get kleos mm-hmm. so when somebody like heracles gets kleos it mm-hmm. also reflects positively on his family yeah but what his family does can also detract from his kleos and his reputation. Sure. And that's what Megara is saying. She reminds Amphitryon, look, you had, until he did this horrible thing that, that got the family into exile, you have kleos of your own. You have a reputation mm-hmm. of your own. Yep. Heracles mm-hmm. has a reputation. I am not going to let his reputation down by mm-hmm. being a coward. I am going to face death bravely. Mm-hmm. Um, and after this, like she goes and she gets the children ready, dressed in their funeral garb. Mm-hmm. They are ready to die because yeah. that's the choice that they have right. is to either be cowardly about it or to embrace it and 
get some get some kind of chaos. And chaos is that reputation, and it's the fame, and it's having people talk about you after you're after you're dead. Absolutely. Um, so. It's not just a thing for the living. It's like Achilles, right? We yeah. still talk about Achilles. Mm -hmm. well, <laughs> I mean, yeah, not that he's necessarily a historical person, yeah. but it's that chaos that the story keeps getting told and retold. Right. That's what I was speaking about earlier yeah. when I said that we had a responsibility to the dead and to the living as far as their chaos, because their chaos lives on. Yeah. Yeah, so that's what she's working on. So that was, those were the two things I wanted to bring out, mm -hmm. and you wanted to talk about the theme of divine justice. Well, divine, ju <laughs> divine justice, <laughs> this is a very fatalistic, nihilistic vision that Megara has. And, and like I said, it is a kind of a dark world um, uh, that she is choosing to enter into with some modicum of dignity and respect. And I like your idea of saying that her... Her understanding of of, uh, of heroic Kleos comes as a result of her association with her with her husband, and her husband here, of course, is the demigod hero Heracles. And I and and you 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 want to say this because it needs to be made plain. There is no hero in all of myth that is anywhere near the level of of exceptional quality and fame and Kleos that Heracles is at. Yeah. So he is the mold. Uh, uh, from which all other sort of versions are cast, right? And he, and he, um, if you're married to such a figure as Heracles, you you become uh, not only are do you reflect his great glory, right? Alla Megara, Amphitryon, uh, the children, but you become defined by it and penetrated by it in some way, right? So she, I think this is one of the things that that Euripides is getting at with this this character of Megara. And I just wanted to branch out just a little bit from what, from what you were saying mm -hmm. about the whole idea of heroes, because we tend to think of heroes in altruistic terms, that these are people who, uh, people yeah. are supernatural people or whatever, yeah. um, who do good things for other people, a la Superman, Supergirl, yeah. whatever. Right. Not so the case with the ancient Greeks. No. The hero, what makes somebody a hero is having kleos, is right. having earned kleos. and. Right. That can come in and that is ways. not and yeah. often is not yeah. pretty. You see, you notice how Megara here is contemplating a world of action that includes her culpability in the murder of her own children. Yeah. Now this is exactly the case that people vilify and deify Medea. Medea for. Yeah. But she's the one who's holding the hand, hand on the sword that's doing it. And um, but we're having two different sort of discussions and two different reactions, both by the same playwright, both using similar themes with women to explore those qualities, right? Um, and I think we talked about that passage from Medea in in our maybe our very first episode. It's possible we might have jumped around oh, a little yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah, exactly. So she's saying, "I'm gonna, you know, I'll I'll kill my children and myself. We'll die heroically, sure, and yeah, well, then be burnt, and yeah. you know, then her decision will lead to their yeah. death. She's yeah. not directly responsible for it, but indirectly. Yeah. Again, it's a semantic argument. Yeah. They will meet their death because she is ch choosing to do it right now." She's yeah. choosing to say, okay, let's get it done. Let me prepare them for the underworld. Yeah. Right? Put their robes of robes and wreaths on their heads and and uh, get ready to make that transition. Right? Yeah. And that's why exile is not an option. There is no glory in exile. There is no chaos. Exile is shame. Mm -hmm. It is shame. It is being unwanted and it is starting from nothing. Yeah. And being nobody. Mm-hmm. Going nowhere. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. And and she she talks about that. She says that you know in the beginning, the strangers look on you favorably, but then for they, one day, yeah, for a day, but then they look on you with you know like um, strangers' eyes or something like that, right? So yeah. that 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 wears off very quickly, right? Okay, so why don't we look ahead a little bit then to what happens when Heracles does finally show up? Sure. Why do we want to do that? Because. We have more time. And we do have more time. <laughs> yeah. And also, um, it shows a dramatic change, change. in Megara's character, right? Okay. We move from the fatalistic um, vision that we saw in the previous lines uh, to now one of not slightly relief, right? But it's colored a little bit. Okay. So this is the arrival scene. Okay. Yeah. So we'll start at line 516. <laughs> This is the man we kept hearing was beneath the earth, unless I'm seeing a dream in the daylight. What am I saying? What sort of dream do I see out of my mind? This one is no other than your son, old man. 
Come on, children, cling to your father's robes. Go, be quick, don't let go, since for you he is not at all inferior to Zeus Soter. Greetings, roof and gate of my hearth. How joyfully I behold you on my return to the light. Ah, what is this? I see my children before the house with their heads wreathed in the dead's ornaments, and my wife among the throng of men, and my father crying at what misfortunes. Let me draw near and learn from them. Wife, what strange thing has come to this house? Dearest of men, you who come as a saving light to your father. Have you arrived? Were you saved, coming in the nick of time for your dear ones? What are you saying? What disturbance do I arrive at, father? We were on the verge of being killed. But you, old man, forgive me if I snatched before you what you ought to be telling this man, for the female is somehow more pitiable than males, and my children were on the verge of death, and I on the verge of destruction. Apollo, with what an opening do you begin your speech? They're dead, my brothers and aged father. What are you saying? What did he do, or what sort of death did he meet? Lycus, the new ruler of the land, killed them. In combat, or because the city was sick? Because of faction, and he controls Cadmus's mighty seven-gated city. But how could fear have reached you and the old man? He was going to kill your father, me, and the children. What are you saying? Why did he fear my orphaned children? Lest they some day exact vengeance for Creon's death. What is this adornment of the children, fitting for the dead? We are dressed already in these clothes of death. By force you were about to die. I am wretched. Yes, bereft of friends, and we kept hearing that you were dead. And how did this loss of heart come to you? Eurystheus's heralds kept announcing it. But why had you left my house and my hearth? By force, while your father was ousted from, from his bed. Didn't reverence keep them from dishonoring the old man? <laughs> reverence? That goddess dwells far from this land. Was I so lacking in friends in my absence? What friends does one have in misfortune? Did they despise the battles I endured against the minions? Friendless, I tell you again, is misfortune. All right, we're back. Was that not the most jilted performance ever? Man, my Heracles was stunning. I'm, I'm ready to receive the laurel crown now. Are we good? I don't think we should give up her day jobs. No? Oh, come on. No. Okay. I was getting ready. I think Grab we got a little... I mean, scissors in the fun. bed sheet. Yeah, it was, it was fun. It was fun, sure. but... Uh... Yeah. Roof and gate? That only... We, we won't tell our listeners how many tries that took to uh -huh. get through. Well, you know, not that many. It's all good. It's we a all... good back and forth. It is a good... It, yeah. It, it is a good back, back yeah. and forth, and there's... Mm -hmm. um, you get some... the... What's that called? The antiphonal response. And, and yeah. that's a, one of the kind of neat things to experience in live theater. Uh, wow, was was that live theater? Well, I hope uh, not, because uh, we're During terrible. a tragic, dramatic performance, was that sort of quick... What do they yeah. call that? Uh, 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 that quick back and forth. That, Repartee. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, sort of. it's got a name like Canto or something. Oh, okay. I can't remember what it is, but uh, it's one of those, those, those things. And, and you, you track it fa back and forth. But you get Megara, and of course you get... The, I, I played, if, if you were not able to detect, of course, the stunned, the shocked, right? Heracles, right? Returned at that precipitous moment. That, Just a, in time, yes. in the nick of time. Yes, the peripatia, the yes. reversal of fortune. Yes. Right? Things suddenly turn, much like the, the, the um, sort of uh, necessity and fortune that Megara re referenced in her previous lines, yes. right? It can turn for the good sometimes. Sometimes. Just as easy. Yeah. I can be ooh, like a catastrophe, right? A turn ooh, for the bad. Oh, yes. Yes. So we yes. don't want that. We want to have a, something good, right? We what, want to have what, a... What would that I be? Don't a Who knows? No, you, I don't know. Who knows? You, you, you throw false? I don't you, know. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Something. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Heracles shows up in the nick of time and... People are like, wait a minute, who is this guy? Yeah. Is this is yeah. this really him? Yeah. Um, and he's, Amphitryon. <laughs> he's shocked at what he sees. He is. Right? And he's completely confused. He doesn't understand what's going on. Um, he doesn't even know that... I mean, he's been in the underworld. He, right. He's... Like, it's worse than living under a rock. He has no idea what's going on. Uh, yeah. This heard, is this is true. He hasn't and, heard anything. Well, his, you know, shock and horror of, you know, returning to the land of living and so on, but... It's more about the situation that yeah, he finds yeah, himself yeah, in. Yeah, that's what I mean, yeah. yeah. You know, and think about what McGarra has to do. What role is she performing in those lines? I, well... What do you, what's your take on that? She's trying to, like, catch him up to what's going on and clue him in that he's got to 
act, he's got to switch gears and he's got to act fast mm -hmm. to, to save them. Mm -hmm. I really like um, that line 520 where mm -hmm. she tells the children, come on children, cling to your father's robes. Mm -hmm. And because of the imagery that we have them at the opening of the play clinging to a statue yes. of Zeus Sotar, clinging yeah. to these stone robes, mm -hmm. and Zeus isn't doing anything <laughs> to save them. Right. And now their father is here, yes. and she's telling them, cling to him. For safety. And there's the con... Deliverance. It's, it's just a, a powerful contrast, it I is. think, be it's be between this Zeus that should be helping them, the divine that should be helping out them, but now their own... Daddy's coming to save them. Daddy's coming <laughs> um, to save them. Has come, has, sure, has, has come to save them. A powerful motif in this yeah. play is family. Is the role of family, both divine and mortal. And this mo this notion is not only at the beginning, it's not only at this point, it's also at the end when Heracles has to cling to the robes of Theseus. So well, he helps him there. And the, as irony, a the irony here, mm -hmm. too, mm -hmm. is that you know that, yes, they are clinging to Heracles to be saved from Lycus, yeah. but Heracles is the one that's going to kill them. Sure. Spoiler alert, Spoiler alert. Heracles kills them. Yeah, in a fit of madness. Um, so, so there is... And his wife. Spoiler alert. There's some tension there, I think. Like It's, it's, it's a powerful contrast sure. from... For that that movement. Oh, um, but and, and how but, quickly we can go from yeah. one role to the next. Yeah, from from good to evil, from from justice to retribution, and all that. Because this is a divine. This is a theoxony. This play is, uh, uh, well, it's a theodicy, right? It's, a, it's it just depicts the role of justice. Why do bad things happen to good people? These people don't deserve this. No. Right. What is what is what is the what is the role of evil? Right. If it exists. Yeah. You know, and uh, what is their deliverer? What is the mechanism of their deliverance? We're, we're also, is it a father? Is it a hero? Is it a husband? Right? Yes, yeah. it is. But he will also be the agent of their destruction. This is a tragedy after all. Yeah. Right? And uh, McGarrah also... She will be a victim. She, she will be a victim. Yeah. But she also tells them here, mm -hmm. he is not at all inferior to Zeus Soter. Sure. Um, so... Just as good. Yeah. Yeah, Zeus? just as good. Better. No, yeah. I would say maybe yeah. better. Yeah. Because there's this whole kind of waiting to exhale, pregnant pause, however you want to you know, look at it, in this play where Amphitryon talks about or even seems to expect the sudden manifestation or appearance of Zeus. And the whole play is about trying to evoke the divine force, right? Bring out justice. This shouldn't be allowed to occur. Something is wrong in the natural world. Lycus should be punished. His men should be destroyed. His impiety should be should be destroyed. Um, but Zeus doesn't come, right? Who comes? Heracles does, right? And he he does, and he's the son of Zeus. And he's the son of Zeus, right? And I think one of the things that Euripides is getting at here too is this notion that there is mortal justice and there is divine justice, mm -hmm. right? And that Philoi as a concept that motivates and binds people together is something that is a mortal concept. Yes, and Zeus is not bound by it. Yeah, I don't it, think it, they really understand what it's about because yeah. of their, you know, immortal and ageless quality. Yeah. What what why do you need why would you require, you know, yeah. this this doesn't operate it's not operating in the yeah. divine world. I, I'm sure Zeus... And like I said earlier, yeah. Zeus isn't there. Zeus is the one that you would think... Yeah, but no, would his have dad that, is. Would, yeah. ...would have that philia with Heracles because yeah. he is his father. Mm -hmm. um, and for, and from a mortal perspective, it doesn't make sense yeah. that he wouldn't be there. Right. Uh, from he the yeah. He kind of is, though. Like, he, he only is in one section when he descends, like... When the messenger reports of the chaos inside, when the phantom mm -hmm. manifests, that's actually um, Athena... So she, Zeus sends Athena to send the rock to knock out Heracles. Oh, right, yeah, okay. Yeah, so yeah. that's kind of like Zeus saying, go down, because Heracles in his madness was about to kill his own father. So Zeus realizes that, you know, the, this patricide is something that shouldn't allowed to be, occur, shouldn't allow, be allowed to occur. The murder of a, of a wife and children is one thing, but the murder of a father is something entirely different, especially when we're considering some of the themes of this play, when it comes to philia and the role of a father, both divine and mortal. So Zeus does interfere in that case, right? But Hera, Hera's justice must be allowed to run its course, right? Um, and and she will have her 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 day, right? She will have her vengeance. So Heracles will 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 suffer, right? And Megara will suffer too. And the family will suffer. 
Right. That's the way the gods operate. Yeah. So Megara um, kind of takes over Amphitryon's role. I'm, Amphitryon is really the one who should be speaking to Heracles. She. Yeah, he. he she pipes says, in a little bit. Um, forgive me, yeah. I, I, I snatched before you what you ought to be telling yeah. him. But <laughs> yeah. I'm a woman. My kids are about to be killed. Yeah. Like she, I'm. Yeah. So, so she she feels she feels him in and uh, explains um, what what has happened. And as the, you can see, Heracles kind of struggling to get his mind around what's going on here. Yeah. Um, Creon has died, mm-hmm. uh, and there's some there's some kind. Uh, she says because of faction, so there's some some kind of civil strife. Yeah. Something's happened, and Creon, yeah, some Creon has been mm-hmm. killed, um, and Lycus is in control of the city, and he's trying to kill mm-hmm. us, and we need you to save us. It's and great. it's like coming home from work after a long, tiring day, and whoever's at home, <laughs> you know, like. This kid flushed their toy dinosaur <laughs> down the toilet, and the water heater exploded in the basement, and the stove's on. You know, it's just everything's gone wrong while you've been away. Sure. And so right? I like the idea that sick cities create sick situations. And yes. I mean, as in sickness. Yes. So, like, the city itself, the health and welfare of the city, and, and the health and welfare of its citizens is indicative of its piety. There's something wrong here, because Creon is gone. Right and Lycus, this impious, miasmatic, for lack of a better word, figure like infects word. Thebes. Yeah. And when you have this impiety in your midst, it affects not only the people around you but the city itself. So the city is suffering a type of thickness, a sickness, right? And when the hero is absent, he sees this very quickly. Though this is something that Megara is communicating to him in rapid fashion and it's it's evidence in the face of his wife it's evidenced in 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 the situation in the face of his father and the situation with his young children and he's going to take action immediately in fact this is something that 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 causes him to turn away from his heroic kleos and and deny the 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 glory that was garnered to him from the successful completion of his from his from his um, labors right he says farewell labors right farewell labors so now is the time for the action of my right hand. I should be doing, I should have been doing, or concerning myself with the role of the father here and not the hero. And I want to back up just a little bit from, mm-hmm. from that mm-hmm. is where Megara, in the, past, in, in the part that we read, yeah. she's trying to explain to Heracles, we don't have any friends. We don't have any friends. Right. And Heracles is, well, what you do you mean we it. don't have any friends? Yeah. I've done all of these things. Yeah. Like like we said yeah. earlier, right. Greece should be all over this. Yeah. Um, you should have all kinds of help. You, you know, they, they shouldn't be pulling my father from his bed in the middle of the night yeah. uh, to, to, to murder him. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Because I Saved. endured these battles. I saved yeah. Thebes ag- against... The minions, the minions, they yeah. owe me, and yeah, owe and, me. and this is how they're they're, how they're repaying. They're so it's this idea that in their most vulnerable state, when they expect to have friends, they have no friends. Yeah, they, it, all of all of thieves are fair weather friends. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Some by choice, and some just because they are impotent, like the like the chorus. Just not able to, yeah. like infantry and right. the chorus. Yeah, good 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 intentions means nothing when you need help. Yeah, right. That's yeah. A re- that's a reality, right? Yeah. It's like, I, I, I yep. need help with this. And someone's like, yeah. well, I'd like to, but mm. yeah. right? maybe yeah. next time. Oh, great. Yeah. Right? So that's, that's Megara really in a nutshell there, right? And, and, and this is something that I wouldn't want to be the person to tell Heracles about this situation, considering his hair yeah. trigger mentality. Yes, yes. Right? Um, yeah, yes. And as you said, he goes on and... Um, he shifts gears like <laughs> instantly. He's yeah. like, and he says, "Farewell labors. Yeah. In vain I worked on them rather than these tasks. Indeed, yeah. I ought to risk dying in defense of these children, there you go. That's better. since they were doing so for their father. <laughs> or how can I call it good that I did battle with the Hydra and Lion on Eurystheus's mission, yeah. but will not toil over my children's threatened death? Right. I shall not then be called Heracles the victorious as before." Right. He reframes this, the nature of sacrifice. 
right? He but places it firmly into into the familial realm instead of you know risking life and limb for strangers, you know, or the citizens of Lernia or whatever it might have been, right? He's doing it. He wants to redo it and realizes that he should have been doing it all along for his family. So this this fundamental alteration in the traditional myth by Euripides changes the whole characterization of Heracles. It makes him a human figure. It makes him an approachable figure, and, and it makes him a more pathetic um, figure that we're able to sympathize with, more sympathetic. Um, just by making one slight change, no longer is he a murderer seeking absolution through heroic deeds. He's uh, a, a son helping a father um, return from exile, right? Who is a benefactor of all mankind, right? Who has a, 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 an excellent family and an excellent wife and um, returns home to find this situation, right? And he does fix this situation in that he goes and he kills Lycus. Yeah. And that's good. I, yeah. I mean, good he, good for him and, and, absolutely. and, and the family. But yeah. unfortunately yeah. then... He descends into um, this madness, and yeah. this would be... It's no fault of his own, again, well, we'll from the outside. We'll have to do a podcast on, uh, on, on Lissa yeah. um, on, on its own. Right. Uh, and he goes on to kill his family, thinking that he, he is killing Lycus's... Uh, sorry, uh, uh, Eurystheus' family. And his family, family. yeah. Um, and then... Zeus sends Athena, yeah. pulls blah, him blah, blah. back yeah. to his senses. Yeah, we don't need to run through all and that. I, yeah, and, and then he does, he, he in fact is recuperated. Um, but yeah. I, I like the Megara character. She does have um, a very noble center and a very sort of fatalistic vision. And, and the, the, her degree of um, sort of fortitude in her, um, uh, in her character on how she meets her death and her role as the wife of Heracles is something that we don't, get a, a glimpse of very often, right, in, in Greek myth or even in tragic dramatic performances. Um, but Euripides really likes that. And, and I think that her, her um, role in the play can be um, mirrored in some way by Hera's role in the play as well because she is the wife of Zeus and Megara is the wife of Heracles. One, and, and how do they work together, right? Hera, uh, they're not working together directly, but Hera has her own agenda, right? And she won't change her mind. Megara has her philosophy, personal philosophy, and she won't change her mind, right? And the destruction that this character in the middle, Heracles, wreaks on both of them or causes them to, to do whatever they do um, is it, no small effect, right? Heracles kills Megara, right? And Heracles is defined by Hera, right? Mm -hmm. So... These women surround him, right, and they they reinforce and define the nature of his heroism. So, as and no man is an island, right, no hero yeah. is, is alone either. And Megara gets her Kleos. Yes. By being killed by Heracles. Sure. Um, because we're still talking about it. Yeah. And, <laughs> but, and, but but that idea that yeah. be, being being killed by somebody heroic... Yeah, gives you right kill some, some playoffs or be well. killed, killed or be killed, right wound or be wounded. Yeah, either way, it still works out to the same yeah. arithmetic, right? Um, and and I and that other uh, I had read in the Franz book too about uh, how the other tradition was that Megara survives, mm -hmm. right? So again, this is another Euripidean invention, another Euripidean twist um, that uh, that she is murdered along. Well, yeah, sure, she is murdered along. Oh, with the okay. I, yeah. I didn't realize that was with Euripides. Yes, yeah, those are other those are other things. Right? I don't know if he's responsible oh, for okay. it yeah. himself, but uh, he does but report it. The different way. versions. There yeah. is other versions, right, yeah. where she does survive. So um, that's what we have. Okay. Good old Megara. Yeah. yeah. Meg in the Disney version that many of ours oh, talk about. Okay. I have yet to see the Disney version. And I don't think you should ever. Okay. All right. How do you feel about that, dear <laughs> listeners? Tweet at Darren Sunstrom. <laughs> That's right. At Darren Sunstrom. All right. That's um, episode 15. In the Myth yeah. take. Well, Straight, we um, do have listener mail. Listener mail. Wow. There's a little Morse code sound effects again for you. That's right. I feel like I'm you know, a radio operator on a submarine boat. <laughs> yeah. So we do have listener mail today. 
Great. And Ellie on Twitter. Okay. Um, we mentioned her last episode as well. Mm-hmm. She gets a repeat mention. Sent us a lovely tweet while she was listening to our podcast. Made oh, me feel you mean no happy. more shouts from the kitchen? That was Avon. She was shouting from the kitchen when we... Oh, when we, I when forgot we, about that we, one. That's right. When we fouled up <laughs> and then corrected ourselves <laughs> in, you know... During yes. the course of it. Yeah. Yes, I forgot about that one too. Yeah. No, Ellie was very happy in our talk about Odysseus that we dis- we uh, explained that it was not a catabasis when he goes to the underworld, that it oh. is necromancy. Oh, yes. And she shared a link to her Facebook, or sorry, to a blog post that we will share in our notes um, on our yes. website, yes. alisoninnis.wordpress.com, or you can get it at it through the Facebook page Myth Take mm-hmm. um, as well. So that made us very happy um, to tweet us. So Great thank minds you. think alike. Yes. And um, how can it be catabasis if you don't actually go into the underworld? No, no. It is a nacusis though. For another day. But that's another day, another conversation. Yeah. So I think those two lis- is all, those two uh, listener mails. I don't know. That doesn't make sense. I think this. I think we need to wrap up this podcast because okay. I can't. I can't language anymore. <laughs> so thank you for joining us and get in touch with us at Darren Sundstrom on Twitter, at Dennis Allison on Twitter, and the hashtag MythTake and the Facebook page MythTake. Yep. This has been episode fifteen. Next episode sixteen, of course, we'll have another great woman of myth. It will also be called Heroes at Home, tongue in cheek. I know we talked a great deal, an inordinate, inordinate amount of material about Heracles. My apologies. The next one will be exclusively feminine and Excellent. So we will see you next time. Good night. Good night.